Welcome back to the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Daniel Bramlett here. After open practice at Bank of America Stadium, our first time seeing the squad in action on the field working as a unit together. Rams, what'd you take away from the experience, man? Oh, John, uh, it was incredible. Uh, welcome everybody to the Charlotte Soccer Show. And the first time seeing the team in action. It, w- it was just really great. You and I were sitting there next to each other watching these guys go through drills. And even though there, you know, it was, there was really nothing on the line, but it, w- it just started to feel more real. Every step along this journey of launching Charlotte FC has made it feel more and more real. And this was a big one. You're right. And th- that's what we said as we were sitting there uh, in the crowd. And I-, I would say there was probably 1,000 people there. Or so. Easily, yeah, maybe two, maybe two thousand. Two thousand people there, and that's what we said. I think we agreed. We all said like, this is the first time that it feels real. The season, the the kickoff is only weeks away, and this is the first time. Obviously, we went and watched Independence games, saw uh, Christian Fuchs, Bronny Bro. That's our new nickname for Brant Bronico, uh, courtesy of my wife Rachel, which is a great great nickname. And where where did that come from? That is his Instagram handle, yeah, which gotcha. is pretty cool. Gotcha. And, uh, <laughs> but no, we came up with, you know, we're getting, like, we're, we're getting nicknames for these guys. Yes, now, we do cool. need nicknames for yeah. these guys. Team, da- Team Dad, Christian Fuchs, you know, yeah. Brawny Bro. So if you were there, let's just re- recap the event quickly so people understand how it worked. The, the team went through drills and uh, had a chance to basically work on some crossing, some finishing, which, was, which felt like it was for the fans. In the last 15 minutes, getting those crosses in, putting the keepers in net. And re- really, it was, it was high-octane action, to be quite honest with you. And it was great to see some of the lefties coming in from the left wing, the right-footed players as well, working their crosses in from the right-hand side. And, and we're going to get into the players. We're going to get into really what Bram's thought about the squad. But uh, first and foremost, one thing that we want to do on the show every time is talk about the beers that we're drinking. What do you got today, Rams? John, we are posted up at uh, Vintage lounge the uh, back room at Valhalla in the French Quarter in Charlotte beautiful location right right by Bank of America Stadium and I'm drinking a lovely Highland Gaelic amber from uh, the hill brewed in the hills of Asheville recommended to me to my bartender and uh, I'm loving it I've been into stouts recently I, I, I've always been into Guinness and I've been coming out of my cocoon if you will uh, learning how to, to get involved. You're branching out. I am branching, branching out. out. It's you know, good. I'm proud of you. <clears throat> I've always been in a session ales. Guinness is your entry level stout, obviously, right? You know, you, you say I want to get into stouts. I've heard of Guinness. I jump in there, but so then, I, then you go a little. Then you branch out a little. You bit. do branch out, and I've branched out to the note of purely intentional breakfast stout, which is a breakfast stout tasting notes Columbia Don and Reek beans. That provide hints of dark cocoa, caramel, and honey. Are you getting those notes right now? <laughs> they they taste really good. I'll tell you what. As far as um, talking about beer on the show, that's what we're going to do a lot. I mean, you know, they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Now it can be the most <laughs> important beer of the day. So there you go. But, yeah, we're loving it. We always like to uh, have a few pops as we talk, kick back and talk about this team. Um, when it comes to the practice today, you know, the overall impression you walk away with is uh, energy. You know, they, they were there for the fans. Like, you mentioned that drill being, you know, sort of fun. I don't think that's a drill they're going to do in every single practice. I no. don't know that that was the most productive drill for developing your skills as a soccer player. But in terms of entertaining all the fans who were there, seeing a crossing drill, three attackers going against a goalkeeper with some, you know, defensive uh, stands there, it was really fun. And, and I think that was a perfect way to end it because we, as we were watching the opening drills that were maybe a little bit more functional, we were, I, was, I personally was getting the kind of the feel of, like, 
I don't see like these guys having fun. I don't see these guys kind of joshing with each other and you know mix. We have a very international mix of players on this club, so like I wanted to see you know like a Polish guy joking with an Ecuadorian guy, you know, and see if they were developing any of that type of stuff. Right chemistry. Away. Yeah, chemistry. What I saw was mostly in the early early and middle parts of practice was mostly more people sort of focused on doing what they needed to do. People seem very insular. The guys who played on the independence together last year, I saw a little bit of the camaraderie and brohood that way, but I wasn't seeing it. But then when they get into that last drill, like you mentioned, it was a lot, it was a little bit competitive. There was a lot more olays and cheers, you know, on a big save or a goal that was scored. So, and then I started to see that come out what I was looking for the entire time. So it got there in the end. Well, let's give a shout out to the supporters club who stepped up the most today. Oh, easily. Easily the Blue Fury of CLT. I mean, I that, love these that, guys. These guys are awesome. I need we we need to link up with these guys yes, because uh, every supporters group that's out there is doing good things. Obviously for Charlotte FC, but these guys said we don't care about if anyone's going to make fun of us or point fingers at us or you know because there's a lot of you know families there and you know kind of kind of like you know it was kind of quiet. Everyone was kind of like you know clapping for the players, but but it was a sort of a subdued atmosphere. These guys get up and just start singing and chanting. The kind of chants they plan to be during the games, they're doing another practice. It was great. It, it completely changed the tone of the day. The tone of the day was was set by two people. Well, one person and one group of people. The the tone was set by the manager, Miguel Angel Ramirez. Uh, he was into it. He was on the ball. He was taking part into the drills. He was vocal. He was loud. That's really exactly what I wanted to see. And that, that was my first time seeing him in person, seeing how he interacted mm-hmm. with this squad on the pitch. And if that translates to, to game day, that's a really good thing. I don't think we have a manager here in Charlotte who's going to be chill. I don't think he's going to be in his seat right. during the match. Right. I, I think that he's going to be vocal. He's going to be emphatic. And he's going to be demonstrative uh, on the field, which is what we saw today at practice, which is super exciting for me and the Blue Fury. Right. Those are the other right. group of people that, that set the tone. And we're going to get into a lot of things on the shows and future episodes as far as starting 11, projected starting 11 Brams. We, we talked about that during uh, the, the day. But first, I, I wanted to address something that you said while we were sitting there watching. Uh, some of those finishing drills, which, by the way, was awesome to see our designated player, Karol Swiderski, finish today. For I mean, mo- most of his uh, reps ended in goals. Yeah, a few over, the, a few skied over the bar. But, but at one point, you said to me, he did and, the post. He did the post on him, and you can walk this better. back. You did say you were a little worried uh, during <laughs> practice. You did. Was it an overreaction? What was the deal? Well, when they skied five straight shots over the bar on on this crossing uh, scoring drill, I thought to myself, "Wow, you know, I was a little bit worried." Uh, you know, some news came in regarding the team that we're going to get to a minute about one of our designated player signings falling through. So I, the day started on a little bit of a uh, downer note for me, CLTFC-wise. But, you know, as I was watching them, they started messing up a few drills. And I thought, gosh, I'm a little bit more worried about these guys than I was but at the start of this practice. Because I just, you know, they, I wasn't seeing what I what I wanted, at least the camaraderie, like I said. So when I saw a little bit of a dead... dead uh, you know, isolated, everyone being isolated type atmosphere, and then they were messing up the drills. Then I was, I was kind of worried, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will not walk it back. I won't walk okay, it back. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, I respect so, that. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was one of those situations where I think the chemistry is still building, and there were some keepers that looked good as well. And like I said, we're going to get into the roster. But first and foremost, since you mentioned it, let's talk about that. Why did you wake up today and, and, and have a not-so-good morning about one of our designated players who was here in Charlotte, he went through a medical, mm-hmm. but is not signing with the squad. What happened? Yeah. Who is this guy and why? You're, talk, you're talking about Darwin Machis. He's a Venezuelan international player. He plays on the, the their national team. Um, 
He plays for Granada in La Liga in Spain. You know, he's a top-level European player, um, world-class player, but he hasn't found regular playing time in Granada. He's kind of out of the mix there. So it was a great coup. Everyone, everyone around the league was like, oh, great work by expansion franchise Charlotte to go get this guy Machis to know he was available and go after him. And we, it was all, all everything but official. I mean, this thing was 99% of the way to the finish line, you figure. Like, every Charlotte FC news source is reporting. Some non-Charlotte sources that are just like MLS news reporters were starting to report this, that this was a done deal. The guy was... He came here after the last international window. He came straight to Charlotte uh, from South America, and he uh, took his medical. He pa- by all accounts he passed. His he medical. was just playing Everything for Venezuela in World Cup qualifiers, right, right? Right. Everything was signed, sealed, delivered. It was just a matter of the official announcement. And then just today, it's discovered. I actually started. I did start to hear rumblings of this a couple days ago, but I didn't think it would be that big a deal. But he he had a legal issue back in Spain where he got in a bar fight. I don't know exactly the details of what happened, but he's charged with. Something related to this fight, assault, or something along those lines, and I would have thought it would have been no big deal, you know. Like <laughs> I'm cynical. I'm just like, oh, just pay a bribe and get out of it, you know. Like, uh, but maybe things don't work quite the way I think they do in Spain. I've never been there, so uh, it uh, it turned out. It, it seemed like it was just going to be a minor hangup that they just need to deal with behind the scenes before the official announcement. And now all of a sudden, this morning, the news come that the transfers are that this issue, this bar fight, is has held up the entire transfer. Some. Uh, the, the thought is maybe we might go for it this summer. You know, it might be a type of thing Charlotte still brings him in in six months. But it's a big downer because this is a guy... This was our most impressive signing to me to the outside world. This was the, the signing that everyone's like, oh, Charlotte FC, what are they doing? For you instance, yeah. like like Chicago Fire signing right, Shakir. Shakir, Shakir, yeah, exactly. Huge, huge signing. Insigne to Toronto FC, stuff like that. Like LA Galaxy just signed uh, a uh, big designated Douglas player. Douglas Costa. Yes. Yeah, I mean, those are... Like, there's some big-name players coming to MLS this year. And Manchis is not quite on the level of a Shakiri or a Douglas Costa, but he's he's a, on that level of talent. So it was a really good thing that he was coming. In. So to lose to see that fall through, and I, I personally, this is crazy because I've been on message boards and, and chat rooms all over the 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 the, the Charlotte world. Which, Charlotte by the way, world. Where, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Danny Brams on Twitter. A, uh, my name is Daniel Bramlett, and Brams just became sort of like a shortened nickname from that. At Danny Brams is what I go by. And uh, I'm a member of the Mint City Collective, and uh, I'm in a couple other, you know, supporters chats and things like that. So the news around all this was was so negative, and I, I was the one who was like, uh, maybe it'll still come. You know, who knows? It's, it's one reporter saying that the transfer's off. Who knows? Again, I'm cynical. I, I think a small legal issue like that, I don't think that happened months ago. I don't think something's going to hold you up from making a move like this, but it might. Maybe I'm being too well, optimistic. Well, no, let me, but let me just jump in on this from a PR point of view, right? This is the inaugural season of Charlotte FC. Mm-hmm. This is the second designated player that they would sign. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to bring in somebody who's got some baggage? Is that a good look for the, for the squad? <laughs> uh, that right out of the gates, you're just going all for broke and, and not really thinking about character? Because that's clearly a character issue. Now, I'm not saying, right. and, and I don't know the I mean, details. amongst us hasn't been in a bar fight, but yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll, give <laughs> I you, haven't. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, yeah. I haven't been in a bar fight. Maybe I've raised my voice every now and again or t- said something nasty to somebody, but I never actually... I might, I might have found myself in one or two. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I'm not surprised by that at all. But, but seriously, I'm making it, uh, but honest, and I'm making an honest point. You know, if, if, if it's time to make the deal and you've got some baggage, maybe now, three weeks before the season starts, is not the best time to sign a designated player with baggage. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. 
Um, but know, you're worried about results, and I respect right, that. He's right. somebody if he's, that's gonna, if he's projecting as potentially your best offensive player, I, I think. I don't know. Again, maybe, maybe I'm being too excused. Maybe, maybe, maybe I need to aspire to a higher moral standard that, that you're, you're sort of putting out. <laughs> Listen, here. this isn't about me. This is about the franchise. I'm, not, I'm thinking about David Tepper, and I'm thinking no about his organization. And no I'm thinking doubt. about Nick Kelly and CEO. I'm thinking about the, 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 the power brokers that be within the club. Is this something that they want to back? And right. I think if you're, I mean, if you, if you're going to fly in the wall in one of their meetings, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this conversation happened exactly like this. Well, is this something that we want to bring to our fan base? I guess I would understand that if, A, first I wonder, did Charlotte know about this? There's some reports that Charlotte FC didn't know about this until they were very far down the line. Well, that, uh, well of course. Right. This, this got 99% of the way done. Right. So that to me says, would anyone have found out about it? If this is something that nobody even knows about, are we, is it really a character issue that you're bringing in? I, I don't, I don't know. You know, like I, I don't doubt that that conversation potentially could have happened in, in the ranks of power, but I don't think that that was a true holdup for making this happen. I think it's more he has some type of like Spanish authorities won't release or something like that. That's what's going on. I don't think that the club walked away from it personally. We don't know the details. Well, so that's your latest transfer update. Darwin Matches not coming to, to Charlotte. No. And that leaves two designated player slots available mm-hmm. still for this franchise, potentially to sign before the season. We know about Karol Swiderski, the striker from Poland. We're talking about nicknames for players on this podcast. My nickname for Swiderski is Little Lewandowski. <laughs> That's my nickname. Can we go, in honor of the, the as a shout out to the Blue Furia that we were so inspired by today, can we call him Lewandowskito? Levandasquito. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can yeah. I can get into that. A little bit of a little bit of Spanish flair on there, I think. So so that's your your transfer update. After the break, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some of the the players that we saw on the pitch today. Uh, some of the players that we think could potentially step up in a big way uh, for this franchise in its inaugural season. Uh, we'll be right back after this. All right, we're back on the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Daniel Bramlett with you here after attending Charlotte FC's open practice this afternoon in Bank of America Stadium. We're here at Valhalla. Uh, thanks so much for them, uh, for having us here uh, in the Vintage Lounge, drinking some beer, having some lunch, uh, and, and talking soccer. Uh, what we're going to do is... No where I'd rather be, brother. Exactly right. One thing we're going to do uh, is talk about most impressive. We're going to talk about two guys that we both looked at today and said, wow, um, just based on the hour of viewing that we, we were able to see, did they look good? Do they look like they're in shape? Are they moving quickly on their feet? What do their ball skills look like? So, so Brams, we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, for me, I'm most impressed by Alan Franco, I think. I mean, he's, a, he's our midfielder. He's a guy who comes to us from the Brazilian League, uh, where he was kind of a bench warmer. And so a lot of people might be like, oh, why, why did we bring in this bench warmer from Brazil? Um, well, I'll tell you why. Because he was a bench warmer on the best team in Brazil, a dominant team that, that destroyed their league and won every game by multiple goals. So, I mean, it's t- tough 11 to crack, first, first and foremost. Uh, and second, before he went to that team, the reason he made it to that team was because he was a regular starter on uh, Independiente del Valle. He played with basically he played with Miguel Angel, Angel Ramirez, so he's familiar with MIR system. That's why I'm so excited. He had a lot of energy today. 
Right. And so he's someone that I want was had a close eye on coming into today and he he stepped up because the thing that I I'll keep harping on, the thing I was looking most for from today was energy, camaraderie and fun. Uh, and and Franco was the one who brought that more than anyone else that I saw. He was the had the biggest smile out there. He was the one that was kind of messing with teammates. Uh, he also in the final drill where they were doing crosses and taking shots on goal had a banger, just an absolute banger, uh, one-time goal. You know, he looked great out there with bright yellow boots. You know, he was just shiny. He he's just stood out from the path. You know, you had 20, 25 players out there, and this guy is the one that your eyes drawn to the most. So I was really impressed with that, and him. Just I'm excited with him having that familiarity with Coach Ramirez. Like I just think this guy's going to be a vital contributor to our team. I don't know. I mean, I think this is a potential captain of the team, you know, of the club at some point. I mean, that's what I think. You know, maybe not right away, but at some point. He's young. So where does Franco fit into the starting 11? Franco's got to be a regular starter. That's just all there is to it. He, Franco's got to be someone that we rely on in the midfield, playing, you know, in the central midfield, uh, moving forward box to box, someone who's going to make offensive contributions, chances created, and things like that, it's, you know key passes and killer passes, shots on goal. But he's also going to make defensive contributions. He's also going to track back, win win possession back, you know, take on duels, get after guys. Uh, he We need him to be sort of our everything, you know, win the ball back and send the ball to people who can score. Basically, that's his role. An important role. Yeah. As, as important as it gets, really, right. outside, yeah, of the, exactly. outside of the striker and maybe goalkeeping right. positions. And after, I can say after one practice, I'm encouraged. That's great to hear, and I think it's exciting. And, and just to add a little something to that is that the Bank of America pitch, this isn't Yankee Stadium. It's not tiny. Right. It's, right. it's a yeah. big pitch, right? This is not NYCFC. I want to say no disrespect to NYCFC, but it's something to say disrespect to NYCFC because that's a joke to be playing in Yankee Stadium. So. Exactly right. So we're, we're going to need athletes out there. We're going to need mm-hmm. guys who can get up and down the field, who can really dictate play, and cover a ton of space. Mm-hmm. And to hear that our central midfielder is a guy that not only has the energy to do that, but also has the attitude and the personality to lift up his teammates around him, that's what leadership is all about, especially when it comes to soccer. And once I, he contributes also positively for his national team. Another good guy in that regard. Like I, when, Once I knew he was coming into Charlotte, I watched a few of his games for Ecuador. There was one game where he subbed out early because of a red card from someone else. They needed to make a tactical. The goalkeeper actually had a red card, so they had to do a tactical sub, and he got pulled early. But then the next match, he played 90 minutes. Didn't contribute any goals, but you know made an impression out there. He, he catches the eye. So he's my, he's my most impressive uh, that I saw today. My most impressive is Adam Armour. The, the left back, uh, someone that we saw play for the Charlotte Independence right. and someone who's been in town for a while, who's been studying under the tutelage of <laughs> Premier League champion that you mentioned, Christian Fuchs. Right. And today we were sitting on the side where he was bringing in crosses from that left-hand side using his left foot. And I just love left foot specialists okay. in the game yeah. of soccer, yeah. right? I think every team needs know. it. Every team needs it. If you're going to have somebody on the left flank, the left footer has to be able to bring crosses into the box from outside. And what that means to me is, is Adam Armour somebody that's going to be right into the starting 11 like Franco is? Probably not because there's somebody else in that position as well. Mora. Yeah, he'll, he'll start the season behind Joseph Mora probably. But this kid's young, mm-hmm. and he's got a chance to potentially take over that spot. And over the next six months, you're going to be able to see his maturation. So what I love today is just his fitness level. I think 
uh, of anybody that I saw out there, when it comes to fitness, he is in the top 10% of this squad. And when you're going to play that left-back position, like we talked about Franco getting up and down the field, he's not just going box mm-hmm. to box. He's going end line to end line. Right, right exactly. And, and he's yeah. going to be marking some of the most dynamic players in MLS when he gets into these games. Armour's just so smooth. You mentioned his fitness. For me, it was his smoothness and just the way he just, everything seemed to be real easy for him. So, I mean, obviously it's a well, drill. When you're fit, things yeah, come yeah, easy. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Very good point. And uh, Armour, I love Armour. Actually, shout out to Armour. Remember when we went a couple weeks or maybe a couple months ago now to the kit release party yes. up at North End? I actually parked my car and I got out and Armour was parked right next to me. And I actually like got to talk to Adam Armour for like 20 seconds. And he's like, hey, man. Yeah. He seemed like, yeah, I said, hey, what's up, Armour? How you doing, man? And he's like, good, yeah. And I was like, I can't wait to see these kids, you know. So excited about the team, and he was—he 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 was cool, you know. I, he was in a hurry, so it's not like we had an extended conversation. But <laughs> I did have that one brush with great with Adam Armour greatness. You're talking about Franco. You're, you're talking about Armour, and those are our two players to watch as we move into the starting season. I think I'm really glad how that worked out too. It's not two players that are going to be doing the same thing on the pitch. It's not two players that are going to um, be immediately into the starting eleven. You can see a guy in Franco start this this season for Charlotte FC and you've got a guy on the sideline that you know could potentially come into a match to inject some energy if they need it on the left-hand side and and offer some depth. So that goes to show that maybe this team is being built in the right way. Yeah. I expect more of Joseph Mora. They they brought him in from DC United. He's he's a veteran. I expect him to start the position, but I think we'll be a better club, better team on the pitch when Armour locks down that position eventually. Uh, Other impressive... I I also just want to say, I was kind of... When we brought in Harrison Athel and Jordi Reyna, two like MLS veterans, you know that a lot of people were excited about, but I was kind of down on. I just want to give them they 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 were very active in drills today, and I, I understood now why we brought them in much more just after that, seeing that practice than I did when the signings were announced. So that's that's another reason for optimism with this club. So today was just another example of the community outreach that this franchise has done to get the city interested in the product right we went to the kid unveiling together we went to go see the new bank of america renovations Mm -hmm. the club invited us to introduce the designated player the swiderski carol swiderski invited us into the building i mean that that is something super unique that we've talked about in the past clubs just don't do that period and this club is doing that and today was just yet another example and these events are rolling on and now it's not necessarily behind the scenes anymore. Mm-hmm. I think today was probably the last behind the scenes look mm-hmm. that anybody's going to get on this squad because starting this weekend, you're heading down to Charleston. Competition time, baby. Exactly right. What's going on this weekend? So the teams played a few friendlies, uh, exhibitions where they just, you know, were rotating a bunch of different lineup combos. This weekend starts our first preseason tournament, which is the uh, Carolina Challenge Cup. It takes place in Charleston, South Carolina. And. Uh, we're one of four teams host, hosted by the Charleston Battery, which is a, a, one of the better USL sides. One of the more you know long, uh, long running USL teams. Is this our first derby? And this, this, you can call this a derby. The I twenty six derby. Yeah, you can call it the I twenty six derby. I guess if you uh, <laughs> it, do, we recognize a derby with a lower league club. I'm Hell not yes, sure. we do. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see. This because you know why? Because if we lose, it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point because this is a this is preseason, but it's a tournament, so. We're going out there trying to win. You know, you need. We, they play three games, and you know, the, if you, if a club can go three and zero, you win the tournament. I, I think that should be our goal. Obviously, 
and I can't wait to see the team. I want to see some of the stuff we saw on the practice field, how it translates out onto the game pitch. I want to see who the actual 11 is, how many subs they are they going to make in this type of situation. Is there someone who's got the goalkeeper spot locked down? We didn't even get a chance to talk about the goalkeepers too much today. We probably will next episode, but you know, there's there's some stuff going there. Well, it excited. seems like there's a battle. I'm excited to hear one. you talk about the keepers after seeing the match on Saturday. Yeah. Who performed well? Who got the start? Right. And I, I would hope to get a look at both, one each half, but I'm not sure exactly because, again, they do want to win. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. I'll be in the stands. i got a great seat right behind the CLTFC bench. Uh, looking forward to checking out Charleston and coming back and telling you all about it. Well, I think it would be fun to, to know not only we, – we've seen, by the way, we should say that you know, the club played a friendly – against Nashville mm-hmm. this week as well and, and lost that friendly. Right. Um, 3-1. 3-1 loss. and Free kick goal by T.T. Ortiz. Yeah. Well, w- what kind of stock are we taking into that? Not much at all. None, yeah. C- considering this was played, what, behind closed doors? Yes, and they were changing they were changing guys in and out every 20 minutes. Exactly. So, yeah, so, not a real match. Yeah, no, nothing to really if, – if you saw that, the friendly match this week, and you, you're a little bit concerned about that loss – don't worry about it. It's it was it was basically like if you're an NFL fan in preseason when they have dual practices together and scrimmage for a little right, bit. Right, that's basically exactly. that's what, what, the, what were, that's yeah. basically what this was. Now this weekend though um, it is a really it's important a weekend for for Charlotte FC. More. There's no doubt about it because now with with seventy thousand people getting into the stadium for the inaugural match, right? The build up to that one, you, you need it to be positive. You mm-hmm. want to go down to Charleston. You want to have a good mm-hmm. week. You want to play well. You want to get players out there. And, and that's the next step for this, this squad. So there's a lot happening in the next couple of weeks. It's February 10th today. Um, and we are 16 days away. 16 days away from our trip up to D.C. Oh, to see the match. Wait. Already can't wait for that trip. We're, we're heading up to D.C. Uh, we're going to be there for, for Charlotte FC's inaugural match. Yeah, they're going to have it here in Charlotte as well, that second week of the still season. Mad, still mad at MLS for making a start on the road, but that's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't understand that if, if you want to make people happy. But you know what it is? It's an extra week for maybe the temps to warm up for a night game on a Saturday. So you can look at it that way and take a positive out of that. But I uh, really appreciate you listening to us today on the Charlotte Soccer Show. Uh, we're going to be here all season talking about the inaugural season of this club. We'll talk to you soon. For the crown, baby. <laughs>